Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Parent Stuff Podcast. My name is Evan Semenko, and I am the host. I am excited today to have Amy Moss, somebody we've known for a long time. Her son, Zach, was in student ministry with us. Amy is a volunteer at Simple Church. She sings in the band. She also was a teenage mom, talks about that a little bit, and then got COVID recently here a couple weeks ago, and we just talk about being COVID survivors. I also had it parenting through COVID and what it was like growing up and how she's raised her kids. They are an incredible family. We're so thankful for the Moss family and thankful for Amy being here today. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. Let's listen. All right, we're here with Amy Moss. Amy, thanks for being here today. This is a little bit of an unusual episode because you and me have something in common. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we both got COVID in the last two months. We did. I got it in September and you got oh, it about three weeks ago. Very recently, yeah. yeah. You're just fresh off Yeah. It. And we didn't wear masks today because we didn't worry about That's it. That's right. We're, <laughs> we're done. Both, you can't Check give it to box. me. I can't give it to you right now. And we are both trying to figure out life in a COVID world. Yes. I'm super glad you're here. We've known you a long time. Your son, Zach, has been in student ministry and is way way back the very first thing i remember about zach is when he dressed up as justin for halloween and won our costume contest in middle school that came up on my time hop very recently and we still laugh about it he's like man i was good he was good and he won a prize (laughs) it was a great contest and his small group leader nate coleman shout out to nate i'm gonna send this to nate miss him nate was great and very involved with zach and really i remember going to planet wisdom a little trip we took when he was in middle school and him kind of dedicating his life and figuring it out and now he's our intern for middle school ministry we're a big fan of Zach and your family. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Simple Church is such a huge part of our life. Um, but speaking of Nate, he gave Zach a necklace with a scripture on it years ago. I mean, it was he was probably in sixth grade. Yeah. And the necklace part broke, and he asked me to keep the charm with the verse on it. And That's so cool. we we still have that. I mean, it's just crazy the impact that he made on Zach. That's awesome. As someone who was in middle school ministry, has led a life group, been a life group, I'm a big fan. That's why it yeah. matters. It's a big deal. And I thank you to everybody that is a small group leader Absolutely. and helps out. But Amy, tell us about you. Tell us about your family. How old are your kids? How long you been married? All that good stuff. Yeah. So uh, I've been married to my awesome husband, uh, Anthony. Nobody ever hears me call him Anthony. I I've always never call heard him, him Anthony. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, so Moss and I have been married uh, eight years, uh, the 12th of December, actually. Happy so anniversary. It's pretty awesome. Thank you. Um, we have three children. Zach, who we just talked about, it will be 17 next week. Happy birthday, Zach. Happy birthday. Um, Rayleigh, who's the middle. And our only girl is 15. And Julius is the baby at 14, but not really a baby. He's probably bigger than the other two. <laughs> <laughs> right. Big football player. Um, yeah. So a, a lot of people don't know this, but Julius is actually my uh, stepson. But we don't use that word in our house. That's just our kids. Yeah. You know, so um, I know a lot of people have uh, blended families and it's it's always interesting to see how it comes together and how the kids mesh and how the parents mesh. So an interesting little factoid not a lot of people know absolutely we've um, done two podcasts with parents of blended families talking yeah, about that so go I mean, back and listen if you haven't listened to those yeah definitely it's uh it's it's interesting you know being the the step and not the biological and how all that works and how the parents come together too it's it's pretty neat um but we all have a great relationship um another thing a lot of people don't know is uh i was a teen mom i had zach at 16 wow. um graduated as a sophomore went to um, a technical college at night and got all my credits and got my diploma early. So went straight to work. It's impressive. Um, It was a very interesting path, not something I would 
encourage kids sure. to do, obviously. <laughs> um, you know, you think about all the all the wins that you have, and then you think about all of your trials and how if you had handled a situation differently or maybe made a different choice, how your life would have been easier or different. Um, but, I mean, Zach, Zach saved my life. I mean, I was going down a road that I shouldn't have gone down and ended up getting pregnant and had to make some some hard decisions. Um, and when I was pregnant with him, and I tell this story a lot, and he loves this, but um, I was big pregnant. And uh, and I just prayed, and I'm crying, and I was like, God, I, I can't be a parent. What am I doing? Like, this is crazy. I'll never be able to do this. Just take this baby and use it for, for your kingdom. Like, use this baby for something great, because I certainly can't do it, right? Yeah. Like, I'm going to need you to come in and really change it up, God. And, uh, and now you see Zach and how, how his heart is for God and how he is just a warrior and loves church more than anything else. And it's just crazy. And I remember that prayer and how God came through. Um, and Zach brings us to church more hmm. than we would come without him. You know, yeah. like we, we come on Sundays, but Zach's a volunteer. Every time the doors swing open, he wants to be and there. So yeah. it, uh, he encourages us to come. And so it, you know, if you ever pray for something, God's going to come through. Maybe not right when you want him to. <laughs> sure. And you were in the midst of a lot of other oh, stuff. Oh, man. I think it's, it's so hard to yeah, not get lost crazy. in the stuff that you're wrapped up in and the difficult times. But now in hindsight, you can look back. And yep. Just an encouragement to parents that maybe are in that hard place right now and are struggling and trying to figure it out. You talked about figuring out financial stuff. We were talking about dance and yep. classes and all this <laughs> stuff that it's just, it's a lot. And yeah, it's it is. hard. And, and even now, like with the COVID stuff. So I, I got COVID. Um, and then my husband went and got tested just simply to be able to go back to work to yeah. get a negative test. Well, surprise, he wasn't negative. So he had it too, but with no symptoms. Right. Um, so we really depended on Zach in the midst of all this to help us and, you know, keep stuff going at the house and make sure things are, are moving and our kids are older. So it's a little easier maybe than your situation because right. you have littles. Uh -huh. um, so it, it's a different experience for it sure. Was. Oh, Mallory was a champ. She oh, didn't get it either. She was negative, but she took it for the team for yep. two weeks there. When yep. I was unable to do it. It's a lot anyway, <laughs> Yeah, but doing that. So I'm thankful. And you guys actually brought us dinner. That was something that yeah. meant a lot to us. Hey, and, and then you paid it back. That's right. Yeah, you got to pay it forward. That's exactly right. <laughs> but I just want to go back real quick to you being a teenage mom and just yeah. talk about that for a second. So did you grow up in church? Were you around church as a teenager? You prayed that prayer. I mean, that's a pretty profound prayer. Yeah. Obviously, you know, the situation drove you to it. Yep. It talk was... a little bit about your church upbringing. Yeah. So I lived in Georgia until I was 14. Um, I lived with my mom and my grandparents are very, very active in church. So when I would go and stay with them, you know, you go summers to grandma's house, right? Yeah. Um, so during the summer, I was very involved in church, but the rest of the year, not so much. My mom wasn't a big church goer, um, but I sang in church. Hmm. And so that was really big for me. And, uh, you know, I felt a calling on my heart when I was younger, but it's so easy to make a bad choice when you're young, right? Sure. All your friends are doing it. Everybody, no, nobody's going to church. Everybody. So I had the wrong group of friends at that age. Um, and I think I made some poor decisions that kind of led me astray. And so my mom recognized that. And, and so one day she said, look, you're not making the right choices. Clearly your friends here aren't what you need. So you're going to go to Louisiana and you're going to live with your dad. And so there we went. Wow. And I was How really upset. You? I was 14. Hmm. So I was a freshman. Yeah. Um, and I, I was very upset and I, 
I resented her for a really long time for doing that. But in hindsight, had that choice not been made, I wouldn't have had Zach. I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have Simple Church. Like, I wouldn't have all these great friends and these God-fearing people around me. Like, how different my life could have been had my mom not made a hard choice. Mm -hmm. And it took me a really long time to see that. Um, And then when I had Zach, it was like God just hit me in the face. Like, you got to get your life together. You got to get back in church. You got to start making some better choices. And and the pregnancy is what did it for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... That's a big crossroads, right? That how many oh, people gosh, just yeah. go the other direction or mad at God in those circumstances and that you had that upbringing and a credit to your grandparents. Yep. Mallory, my wife, has a lot of the same story. Her grandparents are the ones that really got her to church and went and she'd go stay with them. And what a testament that is. And maybe there's a grandparent listening or somebody to just know that what you're doing matters. It oh, does make gosh. a big difference. Heck yeah. I mean, those, I mean, just three months out of the year when I was really heavy in church had such an impact on me. Um, and then we talked about Nate, you yeah. know, earlier, uh, you know, how big an impact he had on Zach and how he kind of molded him into the person that he is right now. I mean, had Nate never volunteered to do a life group at our house, right. you know, I mean, Nate and was like the credit uncle. to you guys, you opened your house up. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot to have a bunch of middle school boys I mean, running it, around. It was crazy. And those relationships are, are still there. Zach has all those friends still. Yeah. And, and now Zach's leading a middle school group. Like, it's awesome. What? Do you see the circle? It's you know, I mean, it just comes the way around. The system's supposed to work, right? It's crazy awesome. Absolutely. No, it's great. And again, plug for life group leaders. Yes. <laughs> we always oh, need more. Man. And if you've been on the fence, if you're a parent that would open your home up, we would love to connect with you. Middle school, high school, have life groups every yes. Wednesday. Please reach out. Evan at TheSimpleChurch.tv. We'll make yes. that happen. It really is fun, guys. I, it's super stressful and you worry about your house being clean. They don't care. <laughs> Not like, at all. None of them care. They just like to have a place to go. We've done boys' life groups. We did girls' life groups groups. I mean, it really is great. They laugh and they have such a good time. And it, even though I didn't host it, we had someone come to our house. We were just kind of the, the dwelling that it yeah, happened in. But that's a big deal. It, it was so great. I mean, I laughed and we did games. I mean, it's, it really is awesome. Absolutely. Good plug. That was good. That wasn't even yeah. on the list. No, I'm glad you got so that good. in there. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so let's go back to COVID because yeah. you were a mom, you had three teenage kids. Tell us how you found out you had COVID, how'd that story go down and what happened in your household? Yep. So we went to a bonfire with some friends um, on a Sunday and we grilled, we had burgers and hot dogs and I am an avid like spicy mustard eater. That's that's my jam. I like spicy mustard. So I'm eating my hot dog and I have my spicy mustard and I couldn't taste it. Just all Mm. of a sudden I had no symptoms at all. And I was like, well, what in the world? Maybe it's my sinuses. So I drank my Sprite. I could taste the Sprite. And I thought, hmm, well, that's just weird. So I told Moss, I said, hey, let's eat. And then, you know, we can say our goodbyes. I think we just need to go. Like, just be, you know, better safe than sorry. Um, I think I'm going to go get tested tomorrow if if this taste thing keeps going. So he was like, all right. So we we ate, you know, we visited for a minute, and then and then we left and we went home. Monday morning I woke up, and I had such extreme fatigue, I could not even get out of the bed. Hmm. Um, matter of fact, I, I had to tell Zach to take uh, my other two – younger children that go to Calvary, um, to school because I, I just couldn't even get up. And so I laid there for a minute and I thought, well, let me just get my clothes on and let me just go get tested about halfway through getting dressed and brushing teeth and that whole just normal jam. I was like, I gotta lay back down. And it just like waves of fatigue just were coming over me. So I laid back down. Well, Zach comes home and he's my, he's my caregiver. I mean, he's, he's my, you know, my, my heart. 
And so he comes in there. He's like, mom, I'm worried. Like, what is wrong? I said, baby, I just need you to put a mask on and take me to go get tested. I said, you may have to help me to the car. So he pulls the car up. He gets me in the car. We're both masked up, obviously. He takes me. I'm like, look, I don't want you to go in. Just drop me off, and then I'll call you when I'm ready because it was like a quick care. So we go. You know, the lady checks my temp. I have no temperature, um, but my taste was still kind of in and out. And so we got tested. I'm positive. Like, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) So then I call my husband. I'm like, hey, you're going to have to get tested. Obviously, we sleep in the same bed, like, you, you know, just to be sure. So he comes home, he calls his boss, and uh, his boss is like, yeah, go get tested. You know, just bring me a negative result, and you can come back to work. Great. He goes and gets tested, and surprise, surprise, he is positive, but had no symptoms at all. So we, we really started thinking, like, how long had he been walking around with no symptoms? Right. And, I mean, our grandmother, 80 years old, mm-hmm. lives three streets over, right? Like, we go over there, we visit with our in-laws, we go to people's houses. Right. He had no symptoms. I mean, why in the world would he go get tested for COVID with no symptoms? But when you think about it, our big issue was was our grandparents, right? I mean, yeah. we're we're younger, you know, we're majority healthy, you know, we're a little overweight, nah. but you know. <laughs> moving on from you. that. That's moving right. on from that. It's a podcast. They don't see it. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, in in the grand scheme of things as far as symptoms goes, it maybe wouldn't affect us as harshly. Right. But our 80-year-old grandmother, I mean, that could be something really severe. Absolutely. Um, and and we would never want to be responsible for getting a loved one or a friend um, sick. So we really just had to, like, backtrack. And that's an embarrassing phone call to make. Like, hey, I know we ate lunch on Wednesday, but I tested positive today. You right. might want to go get tested. I mean, that's a horrible it's conversation. It's a real thing. To, like, who do you tell? How far back do you <laughs> exactly. go? Exactly. <laughs> you know, you don't want to post it on social media because right. everybody freaks out. So. You, you kind of have to tread lightly and everybody handles it differently. But we just quietly told our people that we had close contact with, you know, that this is where we are. Um, telling our kids was was really hard. Hmm. So Zach is is the oldest and he's a bit more mature than his age. Um, but he was I could see it in his face. He was worried. He's like, sure. Mom, are you breathing? OK, that's all he kept asking me when we were mm. in the car. Are you, Can you breathe? Are you OK? I'm like, baby, I'm fine. I just don't have a taste. I'm really tired. Yeah. So we go and pick the other two kids up because obviously they've been exposed in our house. So we get them from school and they get in the car and Zach tells them before they get in, hey, put your mask on. Well, then their eyes, they're like deer in the headlights. Right. And they're like, what do you mean? Put my we're in the car. They get in the car. Obviously, I'm still really fatigued at that point because it's day, you know, day two, I guess, because my my taste was gone the day before. And uh, and I tell them, like, guys, I'm I'm COVID positive. I need you to wear your mask. We're going to figure out a game plan for quarantining at home. But, you know, we, we need to go home. Well, my daughter, who is very much like me and we're we're usually the calm in the storm. We're the we're the list makers and we're the check the box and this is what we're doing for our people right. type of personality. Oh, yeah. She was probably more scared than the boys were. Mm. I mean, she was like, what do you mean? Are you going to the hospital? Are you going to have to? 
and it was like all this just flood of questions and they were so confused. Right. And it's stuff they're hearing in the news, right? Yes. I mean, that's what Nora. Social media. Right. I mean. Whew. Luckily, we're not that. Nora's five. She started kindergarten in August. I got it in September. But she would come home and it'd be stuff that, again, we try to protect her. She's five. Yeah. But she'd say like, oh, the so-and-so's home and they're going to do virtual school because they're worried about coronavirus. Yeah. And it's like, as a five-year-old, yeah. it's affecting her. So as teenagers that are exposed to more stuff and all the bits and pieces they hear, like all of us, yep. you go and whatever you hear and see, it's hard not not to immediately go the worst case scenario or be afraid. Right. So like, what did you say to the, your kids at that moment? Obviously you're not feeling good. Right. So the first probably 48 hours, we didn't say much at all. I mean, my husband, like I said, he was totally fine, no symptoms. So they're just masking up in our house, right? I mean, we're walking through the living room with masks on, but um, you know, when we finally had the conversation, it was more about protecting other people. Right. Because, he and I were both positive. You guys have obviously been exposed. So we're just going to manage our symptoms. You let me know if your taste starts to go funny or you're having trouble breathing. Um, we did temperature checks every like four hours just to make sure mm. even if you get a little bit elevated, we're going to, you know, take some, I think it was, what is it? Tylenol or ibuprofen? I forget which one you can't take, I'm not a but, doctor. I don't know. <laughs> but it was one or the, whichever right. one you can take. Right. So we were really monitoring the fever. Um, and then we also did the vitamin C packs, yep. like the, the dissolvable. Yeah. Yep. So we all did that every morning, everybody lined up, right. And you take your, your shot glass and you just shoot it, you know, <laughs> family shots. <laughs> That's it. And, uh, so we did the vitamin C, we did the temperature checks, but you know, we, we really just had to have a conversation about protecting our loved ones. Mm. You know, our kids were like, well, we don't have symptoms. Can we still go outside? Well, we don't have symptoms. Can we still do this? Um, Luckily, we had the in-your-face example. My husband, I was like, well, dad doesn't have symptoms, and he's positive. What happens if your friend with asthma catches COVID? Yeah. How awful would that be to know that you were the catalyst for that, right? So it's it's more of a an out-of-our-house conversation versus an in. You know, it's it's easy to wear a mask and uh, mom's going to quarantine to the bedroom and you guys, you know, only come out if you're hungry, but wear your mask and take your food to your room, which was a big hit because we don't allow them to eat in their <laughs> right. room. <laughs> That's kind of a special thing. Yep. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was really just about protecting everybody else. So how did they point. respond when you had those conversations where they kind of keep asking, they push in and you have to throw them under the bus? Yeah. But you know, the first probably four or five days were totally fine. Everybody understood. Everybody was real calm, playing my itching. video games. <laughs> and then everybody's like, okay, well, wait, if I wear a mask, can I go to the gym? Right. Well, can I go? Do and I'm like, no, guys, like you got to have that full 14 days. You can't, you can't go out. And if you get any kind of fever, like mom's resetting that 14 days, because yeah. then at that point you may have just gotten it. So now you need an additional 14 days. And luckily none of them ever ran a fever never had symptoms. So we just did the classic 14 days. And then, um, you know, we're just mindful sure. about, you know, recently coming off of, of quarantine. So we're very diligent about wearing our masks. And I know there's a lot of opinions about masks, oh, yeah. but it's just kind of like, if, if I, if I think that I can help someone else by wearing a mask, or if someone asks me to wear a mask, it's not hurting me. It's not bothering me. And I know there are people with anxiety and, and PTSD that have a problem with masks, but I'm not one of those people, right? right. So if, if I can wear my mask as a request or as a requirement and it's going to help somebody else, then we're going to do that. Um, and so that that's really where my kids were at. And 
Woo. The end of that 14 days was was tough. They were, yeah, ready they to were, go. I mean, we were like clawing at each other. I'd like. say it's probably society as a whole, right? Everybody's <laughs> yeah. over it. And we that's were, why we were ready. <laughs> cases are spiking back up. We're letting our guard down and yeah. it's not going away, but we're just annoyed and tired yep. and it's a lot. So yep. we definitely don't need to go down that road and everybody's opinion on that. But thank yep. you for sharing that. Yep. One thing that we've been saying a lot at the church that Andy Stanley is somebody that we listened to said really well is what does love require of me? Right. And to love your neighbor, if it's wearing a mask, that's what we signed up for. Christians. Right. It's dying to self. And it's not easy. It's not fun. Nobody really likes it. We're all inherently selfish. Right. But if it doesn't like your 80-year-old grandmother, my grandmother's 89 and we haven't seen her since March. She's in an yeah. assisted living home and it was shut down and now they're allowing one person at a time. So my mom went to go see her. It's my mom's mom and she's been a couple times now, but with the kids and just being around, I was like, I just don't want to yep. risk it. She's got dementia. So we talked about going to the window and my dad being the very graceful person he is, is like, she won't remember anyway. Bless <laughs> so, it. Dad. Shout out them yeah. for being there. It's all, but it's like I just disturb her or unsettle right. of knowing what's going on, and right. she's kind of in and out anyway. But it's hard. I mean, yeah. I really do think it about is. that. You know, uh, my friend Terry and I talk about this all the time. I don't know at this point if there is a right or wrong answer. Mm. I think it's just being cognizant of others' feelings, yeah. and and if somebody asks something of you and you're able to do it. I feel like you should. I mean, that's no different than volunteering for Christy A, uh, you know, in the three-year-old room. Yeah. You know, somebody calls out and she texts and says, hey, I need you, Amy. Can you come? Well, I may not want to get up and go to the nine o'clock service because I go to the 11. But if she needs me and I'm able, I'm going to do that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it. it's just really about being aware and and being cognizant of other people's feelings. Yeah. I mean, it, this is no different than any other situation to me. Absolutely. And I think, too, we get so short-sighted and in the moment. But we're going to look back, and kids are going to talk about this and do projects and history class oh, yeah. for years. And your grandkids will ask you, well, what did you do? How were you during COVID? Like, ah, I was pretty selfish and didn't want to wear a mask. I was annoyed and right. got somebody sick. And <laughs> it's like, that's a pretty bad way to look back on right. things. And we, it's so hard not to just be selfish. I mean, really, honestly, yeah, it's selfishness. It is. And it's something that for me, I did not take the mask as seriously as I should have in March. I was like, oh, it's yeah. not a big deal and wasn't doing it. And as it kind of picked up and started listening, I really did crack down. And then it's people you know. Yep. I mean, it's, that's exactly when it. When you start knowing people and doing it, I remember my dad was kind of against it all. I was like, I don't know anybody that had it. So when I got it, that was one of the first calls yep. I make. I was like, Dad, now you know somebody that has that's it. That's right. That's right. And it's all of a sudden different. When it hits close to home, then it becomes serious. Then right. it becomes real. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's hard to do it in the abstract but it's something that a lot of people are in helping and be able to do that. And so I'm just thankful you came on here and talk about that. And I completely agree. We're trying to figure it out. So you got COVID. It was during the holidays. How did that affect y'all's Thanksgiving? What'd you do? So Thanksgiving, obviously, is, is the Thursday. We came off quarantine on that Wednesday. So technically speaking, we could have gone and done right. Thanksgiving. But why put other people at risk, mm. right? I mean, that's 24 hours that the coronavirus is like, oh no, it's 14 days. Psych. I'm not going to get anybody <laughs> sick. No, right? So you, again, you have to be aware. You have to be respectful of other people. So we just did Thanksgiving at our house. Um, just us. I cooked something small. I mean, I just went down the list. I'm like, okay, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? And I just strictly made what my family wanted. That's a great idea. Um, we didn't have to worry about the big spread. We didn't have to worry about, you know, making the the dressing that nobody eats because it's just us. Right. Um, or if nobody likes cranberry sauce, don't have cranberry sauce. So I love it. I'm for it. Um, we, we were really sad not to see our family. And, you know, you FaceTime and you text and you do all those things. But honestly, it was kind of great. Yeah. 
just to spend some time with our kids and watch football and not have to go to three or four different houses. And I love it. Don't get me wrong. Sure, I, yeah. I love eating, you know, the macaroni from here and the dressing from here because that's our jam and that's grandma's specialty and all those things are fun. But my kids are are almost out of the house. You know, I mean, Zach's 17. He'll be in college, you know, in, in two years. Um, you know, Rayleigh is about to be 16, you know, in, in August of next year, she'll get her license. She's going and blowing. Julius is, you know, playing football. So they have lives at this point. And mom isn't a huge priority on their list mm. at this age. And so it was really kind of nice to be locked in with them. Yeah. that's. <laughs> I mean, I know that's horrible, but. No, but it's choosing to be positive and find the good yeah. in that tough situation. Like we're we're watching football and we watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's my thing. It's kind of an old school oh, yeah. deal, you know. And my kids were like, it's big balloons. You know, they were like, <laughs> what? What are we doing? But we watched it and I was like, oh, it's Snoopy. Oh, it's this. And so they, uh, what was really funny is the rock. Yeah. Had a balloon this year. We watched. Year. Oh, yeah. So my kids were like, dude, that's awesome. The Rock has a balloon. And so we laughed and we joked. And uh, in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, something my kids haven't watched in years, mm. we all sat and watched it. My daughter helped me make the macaroni. I mean, that seems so so silly, but it really wasn't to me. Yeah. I mean, that it was great. It was great to just sit and eat with our family um, on a paper plate in the living room. You know, I mean, it was it was good. That's awesome. No, that's a great attitude to have. And I think what I wanted to do when I was talking to you about doing this is there's a lot of parents that are probably anxious about Christmas now. Yeah. They made it through Thanksgiving. Maybe some of them didn't see their family for the first time in years. Yep. Maybe some of their family members are mad at them because they didn't want to go. Yeah. Or maybe they did go and maybe somebody got sick and now they're worried about what they're going to do. So what would you say, knowing that, knowing now, would be something you would tell a mom or a dad that are anxious or worried about getting COVID or about how they're going to handle Christmas now that Thanksgiving's over? Yeah. You know, I, I think you have to fit it to your situation, but I think if if the only option is to just kind of close in with your family and, and have Christmas activities, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is okay. FaceTime is a great thing. Zoom is a great thing. I mean, you know, we, ha we have all these ways, thank goodness, right? The technology is yeah. here in this time that, that we don't necessarily have to be apart, even though we're not physically together. Um, but it, it's okay to just be with your family. And, you know, when the kids are little, you do all those arts and crafts. Like you do the the handprint turkey and you oh, do the We had two the shirts reindeer. with handprints on yeah. them. Yeah. So that, that's a little kid thing. But what was really funny is when Rayleigh and I were at Walmart the other day, they have that box of like the ugly Christmas sweater decorating yep. cookies, you know. It's like six bucks or eight bucks or whatever it was, right? So we were looking. I'm like, oh, that would be fun. And Rayleigh was like, that would be fun. I almost fell out of my shoes. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> my teenage daughter wants to do something with me? <laughs> totally decorating cookies. So we got it. And I was like, if we have to be at home for Christmas, let's do ugly Christmas sweaters. Let's make it a game. Who's the best? Um, we saw a thing online the other day where you line out like dollar bills on the counter and you have to take a like a half filled water bottle and you have to slide it down the counter and whatever bill you land on, you get. So I was like, dude, how awesome that would be. They're going to take your money anyway. <laughs> but listen to this. We were talking to him about it, and my kids were like, could we do, like, chore cards? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Zach was like, I have to take out the trash every week. Can we put chores on the counter? And if you land on a chore, you can give that to somebody else? And I was like, 
bet. <laughs> That's a great so idea. It's just silly stuff that we probably never would have talked about. Because you're busy. You're going places. That's you're exactly managing. Right. You're going and running. Yep. And... I am a glorified taxi. <laughs> There's a parent listening that feels that way glorified right now. Glorified taxi. And they chef, just said amen in their right? car. <laughs> but, but had we never been closed in for 14 days or had we never been having to have a conversation about not traveling for Christmas... We would never have that. Mm. We would never have thought about decorating cookies. So parents, if if your kids are older and you're out of the arts and craft phase, maybe you're not. Like bring it back. Bring back the the hand reindeer. Bring back the the ugly Christmas sweater cookies. Like your kids will think it's lame for about five seconds and then it turns into a contest and it's I was on. gonna say making it a competition. <laughs> and it is on. <laughs> Absolutely. Depending on your personality and your family. Yeah. Everybody likes a little competition. And then if you know if you're a family and you have the opportunity to go and see people and you still want to be respectful, you know, I've seen a ton of people when I drive by CenturyLink, they'll have their lawn chairs out in the parking lot and they're spread out. And they're eating or they're visiting or book clubs or meeting. I mean, there's safe ways to do it if you really want to be in person. But honestly, it was just kind of nice to just get my kids all to myself and not have to worry about being here at three and being there at five. Schedule a Zoom call. Do a secret Santa and mail it and open it on Zoom. You know what I mean? There's so much you can do. I am just, me personally, I'm treasuring this time with my grown-up kids. Yeah. And I think that's a credit to you and Moss's parents and that you have that attitude. Because I think there's a lot of people that would tank, that would go down, that would be negative. It's hard. Yeah. Man, it but is it's a hard. choice. It, it is hard. And I'm not going to tell you I haven't been negative because on that like day 12 of 14, <laughs> woo, I, I was like, I'm going to take a bubble bath. Don't you knock on this door. Leave <laughs> you know? me alone. It is hard. You know, you go, you go through peaks and valleys just like anything else. And I think you just have to make the choice mm. to just handle it and and be positive and and understand that you know five years from now for me all my kids will be gone mm. I want to remember this and go hey remember that time you brought me you know soup in bed when I had COVID hey remember that time we did ugly Christmas sweater cookies not um weren't you in your room I was in my room oh, that was such a, a disastrous time I right. mean you just kind of have to make the choice that's it that's a big deal and so what would you say now to somebody that maybe their friend or a family member has had COVID? Is there anything that stands out that somebody did for you or you would say, man, this really helped or this was encouraging that they could maybe do for somebody right now they know that's going through it? Yeah. You know, I think anytime something bad happens, whether it's, you know, a death in the family or somebody's sick, um, phone calls are hard. Mm. I mean, it, it, it sounds silly, but it takes a lot of energy to answer the phone and have the same, yes, I'm feeling okay or no, I'm not conversation. Um, you know, if you know that somebody's struggling, whether it's, you know, being on quarantine because of contact tracing or being in quarantine because they have COVID and you you feel moved to do something for that person, that's God putting that on your heart. You Absolutely. know I mean? That's, that's not something you should take lightly. So just do it. Yeah. You know I mean? No, nobody's ever going to, going to call you and say, Hey, can you bring me dinner? Right. They're going to try to figure it out because that's what we do as adults. Self-reliant, yeah. Right. But, you know, we, we have to remember, especially in, in simple church, we're family. Mm. You know, I mean, we we haven't walked through service in a long time, but I, I watch service online. I see the comments. I laugh and, and like, oh, I remember him. Oh, my gosh, he's so funny or she's so great. That song was wonderful. We You have a family. Even if you're here, you know, maybe you're stationed here on Barksdale and your family's not here, or yeah. maybe your family is deceased, or maybe you have a ton of family. You have a simple church family. 
you know, and if you feel moved to do something for someone to drop off a, you know, smart water in a box of crunch and munch, thank you, Christy Rhodes, um, <laughs> you know, do it, just drop it off, ask for the address and just drop it off. And it, it will move those people and, and they need it. You know I mean? Those couple of days where I was super fatigued, thank God for, for my family. Mm. And it wasn't my blood relatives. You know, I don't have a lot of those here. Um, it, it was my church family. It was my friends, you know, my, my family as the kids I like it. say. No, that's awesome. And Just, that's again, why it's so important to be a part of a church, right? I'm yeah. biased. I'm a pastor. It's what I do, but I really do believe that it's community and it's this big buzzword that people talk about and want, but it's hard because you got to yeah. get to that point and you, to your credit again, for years were involved, you're serving, you sing, you're part of the band and you do all those things. Zach's getting you up out of bed. He's volunteering and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I want to do this, but then you reap the benefit, the fruit, if we're going to go yep. biblical on it, yep. of those investments and that you have people around you to do that. And then because of that, you're poured into, you can be a blessing to others. You guys brought food to me before you knew you were going to have it. And it's just something that a lot of people took care and invested in us and poured into us. People would bring little stuff for the kids and just yep. made their day because they're stuck at home and that stuff matters. Yep. And as a pastor, I go and we do hospital visits and I'm going to be honest, there's sometimes that five, six years down the road, I'll forget the person. I won't recognize them. Yeah. <laughs> and, but they never forget. That's you right. You prayed for my grandma in the hospital. That's you were right. there when we were going through this and that meant so much to us. Like, I don't even remember you. Right. <laughs> but people remember that. And it's so unusual and rare, sadly, because we are busy. We're doing right. our own thing. We're self-absorbed that if you do take the time, if it's somebody you know, if it's a family member especially, you show up with a little present. You send them a text once a day. You go and try to find something to show that you are thinking of them, yep. that you are praying for them, but you do something practical practical, you meet a need and try right. to go and help do something on top of that. That's why we're big believers in food. Whenever somebody gets sick of the church, we try to bring a meal because yes, we say we're praying for you, but it's that next little step of right. practically showing up and meeting a need because you don't feel like cooking. You don't want to mess with right. it. And I'm not going to ask exactly like you yep. said, but people would offer and do something. I was like, man, that really made a difference to me and Mallory. And then my kids see that mm -hmm. and that they go and then they want to do something to help somebody else when we tell them they have COVID, that they remember, oh, this person brought us food. Let's go bring food to right. them. And that helps encourage them to do good too. And I, I think it's so important. And I've, I've learned this as I've gotten older is I really try to listen when God speaks to my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, even if it puts me in an uncomfortable situation or getting up earlier, it's not something that I really wanted to do. Um, I, I really and truly try to listen when God speaks yeah. to my spirit, to my heart, whatever you want to call it. Right. Like I think that God put it on my heart to bring you dinner because we love y'all, number one, but because he saw what was coming. I for sure didn't, mm. right? He saw what was coming. Yeah. He he knew that we were going to need something. And so you have to learn to lean on your support system. And then in turn, they're going to do for you. Right. Um, and I, it's just, it it really is crazy how, how God's timing works. Um, you know, I shared a scripture on Facebook the other day because so many people are going through so many things. It was Isaiah 60, 22, and just basically says... God's going to do it, but it's going to be in his time. Mm. And I, People man, don't like that. <laughs> I saved that on my screensaver, on my phone, because I just need to hear it. I need to see it because when you pray, you want it right then, right? Like yeah, you, you need it right now. And God's going, just wait one second. Or I'm going to do one it, but in second. a different way than you That's expect. That's right. And if, if I had never had COVID, I maybe wouldn't be able to help someone else through it or have this conversation with you yeah. or, you know, substitute for a teacher who has COVID and, and I'm already past it, right? Like it, it sets you up 
for a future success when you're going through those trials and you may not see it when you're in the valley, but mm. man, when you come out of it, it's just crazy. I'm like, wow. We're going to get you up to preach, Amy. That's good. It's, That's it's a good crazy. word today. It, it really is. It's crazy. God just, he just sees it, man. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. So we're wrapping up. It is the 1st of December today. We're recording. Yes. Let's talk about Christmas. What is a Christmas tradition or something you guys do? We're just trying to ask people and share their ideas. We love this time of year. What is something that y'all's family is special at Christmas time? So we always let our kids decorate the tree. Um, it is a special project for me because I'm extremely OCD. Mm, and that's a bad combination. <laughs> why would you put two red ornaments beside one another? But, you know, so we, we let the kids decorate the tree. Even when they were little? Even when they were little. Oh, man. And uh, every year, and this is so silly and Julius will kill me, but every year we have this little bitty Christmas tree we put on our end table. One year he held it up and made a face like the Grinch. And so every year he has to make that face for me Tradition. and I take that picture That's and he's hilarious. like, you're killing me. Like, don't ever show anybody this picture because he does like that crazy smile. Will you smile. send it to me? We'll post it on Simple yes. Church. Yeah, get him back. Yes. No, just but kidding, it, Julie's. Don't do that. It, it's just so fun. And every year he's like, you're going to make me take the picture. I'm like, you dang right I am. I need the picture. So decorating the Christmas tree. Um, and then I have a, a special um, pot warmer that Zach made for me when, oh gosh, I think it's like 2008 is what's written on wow. it. But it was the handprint yeah. with the, I think it's a Santa Claus actually, and the, the fingers or the hat. And every year I have to put that out. And this year I, I couldn't find it. And I was almost in tears. My kids were like, we're going to find it. I mean, it was like a mission. And we did end up finding it. It was in the wrong box. But um, so I got to put my pot warmer out. I got to get my Grinch picture and then I let the kids, uh, decorate the tree. That's awesome. So this is another tip. If that stresses you out, Mallory, my wife was so frustrated, oh. maybe not frustrated, it's not the right word. <laughs> she was discouraged when Nora's trying to help do the tree because yep. she likes her tree. We bought a second tree for fun ornaments. Yes. And then two years ago, Nora got her own tree and now Eliza has her own tree. So we have four trees. Do whatever you That's want. That's right. Mallory has the pretty tree in the living room and then they have the fun ornament tree, which is mostly mine that was growing up. Yes. And now Nora and Eliza get their own and they get to pick out an ornament every year and they oh, decorate it on their awesome. own tree. Yeah. I love so that. If, a little compromise maybe if yes. you don't want your kids to decorate the tree because I saw a friend of ours that posted a picture and it's only all bunched up in the bottom. Their kid I think is four. And like, we're just leaving it this yep. year like this. This yep. is how it is. Just got to. Like, that makes Mallory's eye twitch a little. So <laughs> yes. we get our own tree. There's a pro tip. Find them on sale. Mallory, we're going to start a support group. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. So last thing, Amy, the last question we like to ask is what is one of the best pieces of parenting advice you've ever got you would share with our audience and then we will call it a day? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think the best thing that anybody ever told me, and it's been so long ago, I don't remember who said it, but if you can leave it, leave it. Hmm. And basically what that means is the dishes in the sink aren't bothering anything, right? That load of laundry that you really wanted to get done, it's not bothering anything. If you can leave it and spend a little time with your family, whether it's your spouse or your kids or your in-laws or whatever your family dynamic looks like, right? If you can leave it, just leave it. Like you're never going to get today back today when midnight happens, it's gone. So whatever you put into today, there, there's a timestamp on it. So if you can sit down and watch a movie with your kids or my daughter's big thing now is, will you blow dry my hair? Hmm. Right. Because her hair's gotten super long and it, it is a pain to blow dry it yourself. But I love it. Every time she asks me to blow dry her hair, it doesn't matter if I'm laying in the bed, if I'm watching TV, I will always blow dry her hair because I don't have a lot of time left with her at home with me. And 
when I'm dead and gone, I'll never, you know, make a big scientific discovery or, or cure cancer or any of those things. Right. But my kids will remember me, Mm -hmm. right. The people that I've made an impact on will remember me the dinner that I brought or when I babysat for someone to have a date night out or whatever it is, right? Like I want somebody to, to remember me and the acts of, of love and kindness and the time that we spend with people, that's what people remember. So if you can leave it, leave it. Man, you brought it to me. That was great. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on here. Thank you. Absolutely. We appreciate you listening today and you have a great week. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas guys. Right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Amy Moss. Amy is awesome. We're a big fan of the Moss family and appreciate you for listening today. Make sure you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps it to be able to be found by other people and share it. Send a text, share it with somebody else. This episode that needs to hear it, it helps people to find it. Make sure you subscribe. If you don't subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. We also have another podcast, Backstage with the Simple Church. You can look that one up as well. Make sure that you're listening to those and thanks again for being here, being a part of this conversation today. If I can help you, if you have any questions or things to share, please email me, Evan, E-V-A-N, at thesimplechurch.tv, and it'll also be in the show notes. Have a great day and Merry Christmas.